Unfortunately, we missed recording the first five minutes of Chris Saladay's reunion's talk, but we will pick up here as he starts to unpack three different views of time. So, you know, just come with me. So we are to value the past, right? One of God's most frequent commands in scripture is what? Remember, to reflect back, to look back. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and how the Lord your God brought you out by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, Exodus 20. And Jesus took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me, Luke 22. And then Joshua said to them, to the people of Israel, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. And each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a memorial, a remembrance among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? These are supposed to be stones of remembrance. And tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord at this place. Right? When we reflect back on the past, it can bring a, a, a breath of confidence and hope into our present lives. Because the past reminds us that God is faithful. God is good. God is worthy of our trust. God is at work in the world and has been at work in the world, accomplishing his good purposes. And we just listened to two testimonies to that effect from John, from Andra, saying that God is faithful when I look back and see him in the past. And so therefore we're to look back to the past so that we might be encouraged to trust God and to live for him here in the present. Even the two testaments, the Old and the New Testaments, right? They're testimonies to God's faithfulness and, and his works in the past. Ephesians 2.20, our faith and our membership in God's house are what? Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. So we value the past and we value the present, right? Jesus tells us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus also tells us, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about tomorrow, the future that's just a little bit away, right? Don't worry about what you have in the future. Instead, you're to live for God today. And God knows what you need and he can provide them. This is a corrective for us over planners. This is a corrective for us hoarders, right? It's a call to live in the present without an excessive or an unhealthy fixation on the future. And the apostle Paul, he's really good at this. He talks about the future all of the time, but he constantly connects it back to the present. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. And so here it is. And so we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then these verses, rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you 
in Christ Jesus. It's all about living in the present in light of the future coming of Jesus. When Paul looks to the future, he comes back what it, to what it means to live here and now um, for God's glory. So yes, we value the past, we value the present, and then of course we value the future. Jesus told us to pray in that same prayer, your kingdom come. God's justice isn't fully here on display yet, but it will come, and so now we pray for that. And then we go out there as agents of God's righteousness to live for that and to bring his righteousness, to bring his justice to bear on the earth. Jesus told many parables where his point was, I'm coming, be awake, be prepared, be ready, and expect my return to come very soon. And Jesus also told us, don't build up your treasures here. Instead, build up your treasures in heaven, where moth and rust can't destroy and ruin. That this world is not all that there is, and so don't only just live for this world. Live in light of the future that is coming. And 1 John 3, 2, But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And we know he will wipe away every tear from our eye, and that we will be in resurrected bodies in a new heaven and a new earth. And this is 100% secure, because Jesus is the risen and everlasting Lord. So we value the past, we value the present, we value the future equally. All three are a gift, or are gifts from the hand of God. And so may we be people who value the past, who remember God's faithfulness and how he has been at work, and then we point each other to God's faithfulness, just like we've been doing tonight. May we be people who do that. And may we be people who value the present, trusting that God is with us today, trusting that we are children of light and children of day, and that we can live for him and for his glory and by his grace and through his spirit. And then may, may we be people who value the future, knowing that there is more to this life than what we can see, than what we can own, what we can achieve and that there's a greater world to come that impacts how we live here and now. And then finally, consider, what did it take for us to become people who can say, I know God, I know him, and I value all of the time that he has given to me, the past, the present, and the future. What had to happen to bring us to that point? And we, we, we sung about it. It's because the eternal God, right, the ancient of days, with all of time in his hands, the God who transcends time, the Alpha and the Omega, the only one over all of history and over all of creation, this God, this Trinitarian God, God in three persons, steps into time and space and history himself through the second person of the Trinity, through the Son of God, through Jesus. And it's because he became one of us, he, experiencing time as we do, humanity as we do, the life and the death that we do, now we have salvation, we have hope, we have eternal life today and forever.
and it's through faith in his name and through what he has done for us. Last couple verses, Galatians 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. And quoting Romans, because we love Romans and PCF, Romans 5, you see that at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. I, I like how we just sang it from that great song of 1999, right? You came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. And so we, may we be people who value all three aspects of time, past, present, and future, as gifts from God. And may we be people who lift his name on high, and find great delight and joy in what he has done for us and the incredible lengths that God has gone to in order to bring us to himself. Amen. Mm -hmm.